And we're back here with another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Woo. Take two. Your host here, I'm Ketty. And this is B. And here we are trying again, hopefully, and salvage and not lose any audio this time from last time around. Strange things have been happening here with this uh, audio recorder, but at the same time, stranger things have happened. Yeah, this thing's broke. I don't say broke. I don't know. Maybe gremlins. Who knows? I was going to say gremlins other, or ghosts. Both Otherworldly forces. Could be all of it. All of the above. But here we are, and hopefully to deliver this episode for you right before C2E2, actually, which, as the day of this recording, is tomorrow. Yeah, boy. So, to dive right in here, why don't we start with shows to recommend for our listeners here for this week? <laughs> well, as you might recall, I was highly <laughs> anticipating Agent Elvis on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's not, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, it's, okay. it's it's enjoyable-ish. Uh, like it, it's kind of like Archer, but with a more like violent uh, content matter and stuff like that. It's not nearly as witty or clever or anything, but mm-hmm. it's it's good enough. Uh, Elvis's former wife was actually one of the executive producers, so you can tell she's trying to like make this more than just a joke character. Got it. Uh, and the voice acting's fun. Uh, Johnny Knoxville plays like a hillbilly handyman that I did not know. <laughs> And it's funny because he voice acts exactly how you'd expect Johnny Knoxville to voice act, which sounds like he's never done it before, and he's just kind of yelling into a mic, which is great. I f- I forgot. I feel like Johnny. I've heard Johnny Knoxville voice act in something. Maybe I maybe it was a as a Ninja Turtle. I could be wrong though. What? Yeah, Johnny I'm, Knoxville was a Ninja Turtle. I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I feel like it might have been. I'm on the case. You you watched all? How many episodes is it in the season? Uh, there's ten episodes in the first season. Um, and it's got like a nice plot going through it. I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. I'm through like eight episodes already, so I'll probably finish it up this weekend. But would, yeah, would you say it warrants a second season? If they end it with you know enough of a mystery, then yeah, I could definitely see them going with this for at least like another season or two. Okay, but also like there's other more deserving things out there probably. But this is something that's original, and we don't get a whole lot of that these days. So fuck it, let it stay. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, other than that, you know, new seasons of Mandalorian and Ted Lasso. I've been enjoying both of them so far. Yeah, they've been pretty good so far, actually. I'm all caught up now. Have you been watching Ted Lasso? Yeah. I like how they have uh, Zava, who is just kind of like <laughs> Ibrahimovic, basically, in my mind. So I'm like, this is amazing. He even looks just like him, basically. Oh, yeah, that's 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 a clear nod to him. Basically. Oh, yeah, this is 100% Ibrahimovic, um, which I love. He's a hilarious character of a soccer player. Yeah, and then I after watching the episode, I started like diving a bit more into the actors, and I guess the actor who plays Danny Rojas actually played professional soccer for a while. No shit. Yeah, he he. I, I guess he was like on the second division of the Mexican league. Oh, tight. And he was like working his way up, but a knee injury ended his career, and that's when he turned into acting. Actually, and he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he's, he's so really funny as Danny Rojas. <laughs> yeah, so it's really because I'm like I'm like he actually probably has the skills that he's pulling off in the show. So. Isn't that nice when they get people who can actually do, like, what they're acting to do? It's it, it's just way more fun than when you get somebody who's, like, or, like, they're using a bad stunt stubble or stand-in or something like that. Like, I appreciate when they get people who know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, so I'm, I have been enjoying Ted Lasso so far. It's been, it feels different from the past season because I feel like now everyone has is doing their own thing, but it still has a charm, I feel, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's just one of those comfort shows you put on when you don't want something too serious and you want something lighthearted. But like you know, I wouldn't say it's like it does get pretty serious sometimes. Oh no, it definitely gets serious, but like in a way that makes you care. Yeah. As for me, for my shows to recommend here is actually two live action shows, no animation shows this week. Uh, first one is called School Spirits. 
It deals with a character named Maddie who apparently gets murdered and then goes into the afterlife, like a purgatory kind of state. But she can only be within the realm of her school. And everyone knows how they died, basically, and like in this group council, I guess, where everyone like talks together and try to work their way into crossing over to the next next life. Yeah, it's like all the ghosts have like a support group, basically. Yeah, they have a support group. Everyone's crossing over, but everyone knows how they died except for Maddie. She doesn't know how they died, so they're just like, oh, so like, you know, it's even if she thought maybe because she was murdered is why she doesn't know, but there's I guess there's another ghost in the support group who was also murdered on the school grounds. That knows exactly how she dies, so there's kind of adds more mystery as to what happens to her. So it's a murder mystery, but you're solving your own murder. Basically. Cool. I like so it. It's, it's really cool. Um, there's some really good twists and stuff, you know, that you don't really, you wouldn't expect from this. So I kind of like how it's, how it's playing out so far. I thought maybe it was going to be like a six episode miniseries, because they say it's a limited series, but I guess there's going to be a couple more, maybe ten episodes or eight episodes, but we'll see. All right. So far, so good, though. I've been enjoying it a lot. What's it on? Uh, Paramount Plus. Oh, tight. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, I guess uh, some theories that I like. I was bouncing off with Holly. I was just like, so what do you think? I was like, I don't know. I was like, maybe she's like half dead or something because there's some things that she can do as a ghost that other ghosts can't do. Is she Danny Phantom? I mean, that was that was my first thought. <laughs> she was like, it's been two weeks since her death, so she can't be half dead. I was like, only if she's slightly yeah. alive. She's <laughs> <laughs> mostly dead. Oh, man. She's alive for true love. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get fixed by Mel Brooks. So, but it, it's good. It's a good show. I like it a lot. Some of the characters, I mean, some of the acting is kind of like cheesy and like, I want to say cheesy. Some of the acting is just down, downright horrendous. Like, it's, but... They're just side characters, so it doesn't really matter too much. But sometimes nah, it all matters. I guess it does. But I'm just like thinking, like the line delivery is horrible, and then how some of these characters conduct an investigation. I'm just like, this is fucking amateur shit. Like, what are you doing? That's true. If you have like decades or millennia as a ghost, you think you'd be pretty good at stuff by now. Well, it's it's, it's not the ghosts that are like uh, investigating. It's, it's just the kids who are like, I guess, are also trying to help solve her murder. Oh well, also I don't trust high school students to fucking know how to do anything. It's it's it, I can I think it just adds to the charm of it I guess but it, it's, at the same time I'm just like oh my god it's like really this is this is how you're gonna extract information from somebody <laughs> what are they doing interrogations <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> not really interrogation it's just more like they're trying to trick someone into like giving up information but it's just like it's horrible all right I'll check it out and sounds uh, fun and then the next one here I have is ABC Murders an Agatha Christie story a series that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, starring John Malkovich. Uh, it's three episodes only, John actually. John Malkovich. Yeah, John Horrible Accents Malkovich. Does he wait? Does he do an accent in this? <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, John Malkovich. No. When isn't he doing it in accent? Dude, he is so bad at accents and just insists on doing them. I don't all think the time. I've ever heard him speak in his regular voice. I'm sure he. He's kind of got like a weird like accent on his own, but just you can't top the Russian from rounders oh man. you would think that but pay, wouldn't say you pay, watch this show pay that man his money it's just so bad <laughs> and you know what? hey if you want another recommendation watch rounders best poker movie ever but this one he is playing a belgian i guess oh i, I can't want wait to hear this accent yeah he's belgian but with the i guess with the french ancestry because i know like i know in belgian like there's two different like national language or native languages you got like the french side and then you have like the dutch side oh no way yeah okay so depending on where, what province or region you come from in Belgium depends like what your main language is. Ah, so like French Canadians, but probably less insufferable. 
Maybe. Who knows? So, but he does have an accent. It's just like, I don't know. Tally tapped out after two episodes. She couldn't yeah. do it. It was, it, I mean, I understand where she was coming from because, like, I guess she's a fan of the character uh, Hercules Perot. And she was, like, asking how come they, she found out that the original actor who played him, I guess, back in the day in some other series was still alive. She's like, why didn't he come back? And I guess the actor didn't come back because it's like, oh, it's not an actual Agatha Christie story. So it's like, I don't want to do this without, like, her. Oh, wait. So they just, like, took, like, an Agatha Christie property and are just making a show about it? I think so. I mean, I know there is a book called The ABC Murder. So I don't know if this is a bit different from that or not. It's been a while. Maybe maybe they're just doing it without her attached to it. I think so. It, it could also be that. Okay. But you I go Agatha. I finished it all. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a good murder mystery. Um, it's funny enough because he plays the character he is host murder mystery dinners. Oh, cool. So, I always wanted to do one of those. Oh, I did one of those and I solved the mystery. Oh, fuck you. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I solved the whole mystery of my own surprise party. So <laughs> that was a team effort. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know who was in charge of that one, but we're, we're going to try harder next time, guys. But that's all I have for my recommendations for today. School Spirit, ABC Murders, and then Agent Elvis and Mandalorian Ted Lasso. But to dive right into the meat and potatoes over here. The meat and potatoes. Uh, Shaman King Flowers anime is coming in 2024. It is a sequel series to the original series of Shaman King, but this time with Yo and Anna's son, Hannah Asakura in the lead. Yo. Uh, this will be the first time this fe- this work has been animated. So it's going to be very interesting. And I think just maybe a few years ago, they released a sequel series. How do you say this? I guess English translation of the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they finally like released it over here stateside like maybe four years ago. Is that different? Yeah, because this came out like a while ago. This came out in 2012, the sequel series. And then we finally got like the... the translation in 2018 it hasn't been translated that long yeah it has, it's it's been so long oh the flowers yeah shaman king flowers and then i found out that he uh the mangaka uh hiroyuki takei actually did even more work like he did some backstory on how asakura called shaman king superstar there's another one called shaman king crimson another one called shaman king uh marcos and it kind of like gives backstories on all these different shamans from the series uh. So it's pretty interesting, and I'm going to try to pick those up and read them. Yeah, I never watched Shaman King. I, I completely missed that one, and like, it was the time for me to be watching that. But um, So there's the original series that kind of did its own ending, a la right. original Full Metal, Al- Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, because during that time, uh, the manga was still ongoing, and then I guess they had, to, they had to end the anime or something like that. And then they just redid it. Last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. And it was like a faithful adaptation to the manga. Okay. And then this is the sequel to that. Yeah. To the to the Netflix series. To the manga ending. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So but yeah, if you haven't checked out the original series, Shaman King, you definitely have time to catch up before the sequel series. And I highly recommend I mean, I would say watch both series. They both have their Good qualities to them. Yeah, because anytime I watch FMA, I watch the original and then I watch Brotherhood. Oh, except for that, I just watch Brotherhood. I feel like if I'm if ever introducing it to somebody, we watch both. But like, yeah, now if I'm going to rewatch them, I don't know. I it. I think there's some th- interesting things on the first run. Mm, I guess to each their own, I guess. Yeah, but I do remember finding out about Shaman King uh, when I was in seventh, eighth grade, maybe uh, from a poster my brother got from a Scholastic Book Fair because I guess they were promoting it there God for the premiere on Foxbox. So like, and 
I think it also came with like an issue of Shonen Jump that he got. So, and so a bit of background here is Shaman King is about people who have the abilities to see ghosts. Uh, and then I'm trying to think, damn, I'm mixing up my words here. Sorry about that. No, I'm reading the sentence as well. It makes no sense, buddy. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, they get be able to see ghosts and they can, you know, use their ghosts to fight to fight in shaman fights uh bro what is the sentence <laughs> i don't know man it's i would it's it was like three in the morning i was trying to edit <laughs> you, it all you were cooking something <laughs> i you definitely threw, like three was. together holy crap yeah but basically shamans you can use their powers to, like fight heal and everyday life use and like every 500 years a comet comes to pass and that signals basically the start of the shaman tournament which is what just where our story begins basically i don't know if you have any other questions you look like <laughs> No, I had a burp that was brewing, and I had to get off mic for that for a second. Yeah, every 500 years. All right, so then the sequel series... Is not going to be about the shaman fight. So it's just going to be about the characters. Okay, so, like, shamanism is just... It's more than just the tournament. It's, it's more than just a tournament. Like, it's an interesting take, I guess, because I think the reason he chose shamans is because every culture has their own take on what it is to interact with the afterlife and spirits and ghosts. That's a really cool concept to, like, take in a whole bunch of other ideologies and stuff like that. I was talking to somebody recently about, like, the difference between voodoo and hoodoo, because apparently that's a thing. I didn't know that. Until I now. didn't know. I'm 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 trying to look, get myself educated as quickly as possible. But, uh, yeah, just to see, like, every culture is, like, like you said, the way they interact with the dead, because, you know, some have a lot more reverence than others. So it's cool to see how, like, they use that as their, like, avatar in a fight. Yeah. and Why are they making these spirits fight? <laughs> Well, it's not really the spirits are fighting. It's more like the strength of your soul is what's fighting. But what if, like... You're using the spirits in order to, like, strengthen your soul to, like... It's it's not always really about fighting. Sometimes you don't have to fight. Sometimes you're just, like, how strong your soul power is. It can overcome someone else, and there's not even a fight at all. Oh, okay, shit. They just straight up use Conqueror's Hockey. Yeah, basically, essentially, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So the cast of characters are great and diverse, and, like, one of the main things that I really enjoy about the series is the characters. Uh, my favorite, obviously, being Yo, and it's someone who I really admired. And I guess growing up, you know, it's helped me mellow out during those days. Cause I, was a, I was a pretty angry teenager during those times. And seeing Yo and his approach I can't to... picture you as angsty little teenager, <laughs> Kevin. And seeing Yo approach his life to, like, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens kind of life. And, like, everything is going to work out in the end approach. Really spoke to me during that time. And I was like, you know what? That's the approach that I want to have in life. That's all it took. Hey, it's really all it took. Oh, my God. I wish I had your mental fortitude. <laughs> and then my other second favorite character is Ryu, who has this huge pompadour in the series. And, like, there's a running gag that he always gets, like, chopped off. Like I feel like people who love their hair as, like, characters always get their hair fucked with. <laughs> so it's 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 really good. Like, all the characters, I think I think you'll find some, like, characters you'll definitely love. Like, you, you can pick a bunch of different ones. Like, I, I think in our original recording, I mentioned how there's uh, an American football player who's, like, spirit ghost. Yeah. is his entire football team because they all died in a crash together. <laughs> and we just brought the whole squad with him. Yeah. And then there's... I this love lo- that America is just like, yep, my, my power's football. It's <laughs> my teammates right here. Well, it also varies because, like, there's also some people who also have... I mean, there's also really American guns. <laughs> this man's shaman power is just gun yeah america we're doing it right <laughs> folks but then you also have the patch tribe who are like the native americans and they have their different spirits they're really cool there's some really cool ones within the patch tribe i'm just like damn that's 
pretty awesome. Is this just like a blatant like Apache ripoff? Mm, I've, I I feel like it's a like a blend of different like Native American cultures. Okay. I think it's really cool. Is like he does pay like a lot of respect to all these different cultures. It's not like a parody or like a stereotypical <laughs> thing. And he makes the Americans gun in football. <laughs> I just love how seeing. I love to see how like America is represented in like anime a lot of the times. Because it's just so over the top and hilarious. It is over the top, but it's also very accurate. I'm just like, well, that's pretty much all we ever talk about is guns, football, and uh, America. I mean, what else is there, brother? Back to the shaman fight. It's like whoever becomes a shaman king wields the great spirit, which is essentially has a power to create the world in their own image. That's uh, that's a lot of power, my guy. Yeah. Yo, like, again, he's a yo. slacker who just wants to live out his days carefree, joins this tournament to stop How, who plans to eradicate all humans who can't see ghosts or are even shamans basically it's a little aggressive buddy yeah Gen- committing genocide is pretty aggressive so. yeah i might draw a line in the sand about that one so but after reading the series and seeing how it was supposed to end i think it's one of the coolest and like very much very different shonen endings that you can expect from like a shonen manga is that the way the netflix series ends or is that, yes, that ongoing yes. no the netflix series is over like i think they finished already yeah wait how long was the original run uh, I think the original one was like 56 or 74 episodes, something like that. And they finished it in, what, two years for the re- rerun? Uh, yeah, I think they were working on this anime for like a while. They released the first half of episodes, and then I think last year they released the second half of episodes. So, um, so how many episodes is... I don't know how many. I have, like I said, I... Maybe, maybe they I was, just went like Dragon Ball Z Kai and cut out the fat. Maybe, because I was going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, I actually did start watching the Netflix series... Uh, recently and i i watched it in english because they were everyone saying like the english cast was returning or the majority of the english cast was returning everybody was basically coming back except for the main voice actor for yo yo i'm gonna do this every time God <laughs> damn it that's an infectious name to say and you know i was like okay i was like maybe, i was like maybe they'll give yo like another you know cool voice because I, I really did enjoy his original voice i feel like it matches character his personality and like his age basically good voice acting goes far but when they casted this new person, no disrespect to them that they did great work. It's just it just wasn't for me. Like I wasn't. Well, you I wasn't also vibe. had like the nostalgia glasses of your childhood, hearing that voice kind of. I so guess it's really hard to hear. Somebody I guess else that, in that role. but it was also just like I don't know. It's just to me the voice didn't fit the character. Yeah, it's hard unless because especially if you get like a replacement voice actor, it almost feels like the replacement voice actor has to do an impression of the original voice actor doing the voice of the character so it's really so did like he try to make it sound no i like think the i think they got a i think they got a woman or a girl to do the voice because it was the voice sounded way too feminine f- for it to be like a 14 year old boy well that would make sense why they didn't get the original voice actor then yeah no it's just i don't know it's hard to replace a voice actor and like especially when they had like an iconic role because like you know it wasn't one of the biggest anime ever but like i knew about it growing up it definitely had an impression on that generation of weebs yeah, it was it's it's really good. I think it's one of like Fox Box's like gems during that time, especially their intro. During during the time the Fox Four Kids and Fox Box like adapted anime into English, their intros were like fucking yeah. bops. They're like, hey, because if we can't hook the kids on content alone, we're gonna throw a banger at it. Especially them. because like th- the intro tells you exactly what the show is gonna be about in thirty I seconds. I love that era of intro where it's just like, here's the plot every time, in case you forgot, dum dum. Yeah, so I mean, American TV. Who knows what it America? is? America. <laughs> well, again, how I touched upon this briefly is another thing I like was the lore and how like it touches on different cultures on the afterlife and ghosts. Like how each shaman is utilizing their spirits and oversouls to, I guess, represent where they are coming from. Like even in Japan, like you have Yo who uses a samurai ghost. Yo? 
and <laughs> I'm gonna have to it's throw infectious, some. my guy. I'm sorry, I can't. It's a reflex at this point. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but Yo basically uses a samurai ghost, and like at first he's what he uses like it's called soul integration, where like he puts a Minamaru spirit into his own body, so Minamaru can control it and fight like how he would back in his day. Mm. But he finds out that's like the lowest form of like an oversoul. Basically, he's like, like that's a basic bitch. Yeah. Shit. Not even basic shit. It's just like, really? It's like, that's, it's not even you doing, that's like the ghost doing the work, you know? And then the next one is, like, he finds out that he can place a Mitamaru spirit into, like, an object that he used to own, basically. And so he puts a Mitamaru spirit into, like, his old sword, and that creates, like, his first oversoul, basically. As a Mitamaru sword? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. How convenient that you found that sword. Well, the other thing is in the series that is that they bring back the blacksmith who created a Mitamaru sword so that they can repair his sword so he can use it. Wait, they bring him back to life? They bring his ghost and they put him inside Yo's best friend. So then he can Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah you gotta you, a dope plot point. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. And the other thing is like there's another character named Horohoro, or as in the four kids dub, he was named Trey. So I guess I should introduce myself. I'm Horo Horo, but everyone calls me Trey Racer. He was a snow. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that. What's, English- this, ca- what's this character's name? Horo Horo. Yeah, or a guy from a cartoon. <laughs> Meet Trey Racer. Here he comes with your lunch. Yeah, go ahead and laugh if you want. It's okay. Nah, we're calling him Trey. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get Poor, that english localization poor kids was wild as hell man I love so it. he was also from japan but he hailed from like the northern regions like from the indigenous tribes oh we're trey from japan <laughs> have you met trey from japan <laughs> i know i know i know the four kids era was wild I fucking love four kids but he like he had a he had a, he was also like i said he was also japanese but his spirit was uh i don't know how to pronounce it is it koropiki koropuku it's like little sprites from like giant lily pad leaves, basically. Are those the ones if they tip over and the water spills out? Yeah, they yeah, die? yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate those things. They're <laughs> terrifying. So yeah, it's it's she's a her like I guess her short name is Corey, like K O R I. Oh, that makes more sense than Trey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean uh, in even in like in the official translation, it's Corey. Like okay, I accept it. So she's that's her that's his spirit, and like basically it grants him ice powers for some reason. So it's really cool. Uh. Cool. Why not? Yeah. Then you have How, who has like the spirit of fire, and then he just basically like incinerates anything that's in its path. Yeah, fire's badass. Our bad guys always fire, man. Fire's awesome. I don't know. Then you have like some like Ryu, who like uh, I guess I don't want to say it's not really spoilers, but like he gets he becomes uh, partners with a ghost who was a bandit during the time of Mitamaru. A bandit. Wait, yeah. during the time of that same... Yeah, during the same same era. How uh, convenient. Amitamaru kills his bandit, so he... Yeah, so, like, I guess when he becomes oh, a ghost... Twist. Yeah, he becomes a ghost, he possesses Ryu, and he tries to exact his revenge on Amitamaru, so... Oh. That's all I'll say. You, you gotta watch... For those who haven't watched, watch okay, it. Okay, you just sold me on this, buddy. I'm hooked now. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And then, like, obviously, as the show goes on, there's more characters. Like, you have someone named Jocko... Who becomes who has the spirit of a jaguar and when, like when he combines with it he becomes like Jaguar Man. He is Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, but it also pays tribute to like the Aztecs and like Mayan cultures. Okay, that's pretty rad. So it's yeah, it's really cool. It's like it's 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 very diverse. Like it's so different and everything. And it's 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 cool. I I just love it. Like it's it's so cool. Then you have like a Faust who's like a necromancer. Oh yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's really cool. Like I know I'm just going on and on about it, but it's just like this. This is how much I just love the series overall. Yeah, 
And it's, it's funny it's, when you don't like talk about a series at all or like any kind of an IP or anything like that. And then something triggers and gets you to start talking about it. And you're like, and then this thing's awesome about it. And then this thing's awesome <laughs> about it. And oh my God. And you're like, man, I haven't talked about this series in 10 years and it's all flooding back to me. That's a sign of a great goddamn franchise. Oh yeah. It's a great franchise. I, I love it so much. Uh, you could tell uh, Takei definitely poured his heart and soul into this. And after this, there's also a joke in there somewhere <laughs> with the soul over soul and stuff. Yeah, and the original anime had a very different ending than the manga because they had to end it a lot sooner because, of, unfortunately, I guess, like, his popularity started dwindling and then they were just like, you know what, we got to end the series. <laughs> we got to cut this shit out. Yeah, like, they wanted, and then it, it kind of sucked for him because the anime didn't get to end where he wanted to end it, but at least he said he was grateful that they gave him time to end the manga where he wanted to end it. Okay. So well, plus he got a second shot at the anime, so good for that. Yeah, actually, there was two attempts for him to remake the anime. The first time, oh, really? the first time that they pitched it to him, he said no because the studio that was making it wasn't going to bring back the original cast from the first series. Oh. And he's just like, I don't want to do that without, like, without my guys. I'm not working. Yeah, but then the second time, obviously, a majority of them come back, and so he agreed to it. Nice, except for and yo, yo. I mean, maybe the Japanese yo came back, but not the English yo. Not the English show, man. That's the one we care about in this house. <laughs> but fun fact here is the creator of Shaman King, uh, Hiroki Takei, uh, was also an assistant along with One Piece creator Echiro Oda to Ronin Kenshin Oda creator. The goat! Oh, shit. Ronin Kenshin's also amazing. Yeah, it's amazing, just unfortunate what the author did. Wait, what? Yeah, the author got arrested on, like, child pornography. Oh, shit! Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's news to me. Holy crap! <laughs> Yeah, so uh, like uh, Takei would basically uh, bounce off his ideas for Shaman King off Oda during that time, and it's kind of how he formed the whole story, basically. And they're, apparently they were really good friends, you know, and everything. Oh, dude, Oda is the guy you want to world build off of, because One Piece is insane. Yeah, and I guess to uh, cap off this piece here is uh, there's also an inspiring and very insightful interview from Hiroyuki on YouTube called The Soul of Shaman King. I highly recommend everyone to check that out. Oh, hell It yeah. is so good. Especially, like, he dives in into, like, what inspired him to make Shaman King, how he felt when it was popular, and how he, I guess, like, he said he realized that how big Shaman King was. He was just like, I realized that, you know, mainstream media was not for me. He's like, I just wanted to make something cool. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't expect for this to, like, blow up so much. And yeah. It was hot for a minute, man. Yeah, it was really good. And then he said he, he felt like if he gave it the more attention and care that it deserved during his title popularity, it might have evolved into something greater so he feels that it doesn't deserve its place among like the other great mangas Mm -hmm. but for me it's just like no you shaman king has definitely earned its place and it's flowers (laughs) see what you did there so it's really good i i I really loved like his little bit there when he was talking about how he thinks rest stops are like the best place in the world rest stops yeah like like on a road trip you pull over like like an oasis kind of yeah yeah Okay, cool. What, do you love glory holes? What the fuck? <laughs> no, I think he just says how, like, it's just... <sighs> just, for, like, just for, like, people watching and seeing... People watching and how it's just, like, very relaxing. It's just, it's like, he says, like, it's like it's a whole different, like, own world in between each rest stop. I mean, yeah, that's true. I could definitely see that, because, like, on road trips to Nashville and stuff like that that I've taken, like, you stop off and you see, like, the flavor of the town you're in. Like, there's one... I specifically stop at this one rest stop in Louisville... Uh, because they have like art on the wall, mm-hmm. uh, painted by like local kids and stuff like that. Cool. And they sell them at this like quick stop in like random Louisville, and the proceeds go to the kids' school and stuff like that. And I was like, you don't see that in Chicago or around this area. Uh, so yeah, I well, could you don't see, what see it saying. promoted. 
Well, it's not promoted there either, but it's just like I don't know. local flavor for local folk and stuff like that. But uh, no, I could definitely see what he's saying about that. Like, it's it's cool to see what you can get in different parts of the world, yeah, which is the entirety of what this fucking anime is, manga is. Yeah, about. it's 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 such a. I say everyone, I highly recommend you to read read first and then watch Shaman King. And you then know also, I can't read, <laughs> but Come also on. watch his interview called Solo Shaman King. It's on YouTube. That I can do. That channel also has a bunch of different other different like awesome interviews too. So it's it's really good. I can go on and on about Shaman King because I just love the series so much. Or it's, just it's, manga in general because I could talk. Like I love watching interviews for like mangaka and like like Miyazaki interviews are like always so fascinating because oh, you're yeah. just like because anyone who's like oh anime is just cartoons it's just for kids and I was like watch one of these interviews <laughs> and like like fucking. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Grave of the Fireflies? Like, it ain't kid stuff. Oh, yeah. I remember I told Tali to watch the movie and then she... <laughs> yeah, that is like straight up just about World War Two and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like, Miyazaki and, like, other mangaka are, like, trying to tell serious stories in cartoon form and that's fucking awesome and I hope people put the respect on anime and manga's name the way it deserves. Oh yeah, I got to tell that tell Tally I was like I was like you think One Piece is just a grand adventure about pirates? It goes so much deeper than that. Dude, it's about fighting the system, which I know she's all about, like being your own person, you know, finding your moral compass and sticking to it, like uh corruption and power corrupts indefinitely. Like all, all those life lessons and stuff like that just through uh, silly rubber man <laughs> you know what i mean like it's fucking it's, awesome. it's crazy so but definitely yeah check out shaman king i think it's a great series it definitely deserves its place among the greats uh just unfortunately the author didn't see that but i think he does now so good for you oh yeah if you bring something back after like a decade of not seeing a thing you know it's because people are talking about yeah it. especially i mean I, I think i even showed my appreciation for shaman king because even for the pokemon show i did like two uh, Shaman King character. You did your uh, your ghost Pokemon. Yeah, uh, that was a nice one too. Uh, yeah. I, I you know I had to get my boy Zangief <laughs> and Cinnaroar, Man, I was so stoked when I saw that. I walked in immediately, walked with Kevin, and I'm like, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a picture on my Instagram later, but uh, you might have already seen it on Keddy's page. But yeah, Zangief and Incineroar, uh, my my two guys. I love big burly grapplers. <laughs> They're just so funny. And shout out to Sky J, by the way, if we're talking about Incineroar. Because uh, Ultimate Summit 6, the last summit, uh, was just mm-hmm. over the weekend. And I've been watching it all week uh, in bits and pieces. Sky J, he was a replacement for Light, who got COVID and couldn't go. Oof. And uh, my dude terrified people. Best players in the world. And this guy was expected to get like last place, basically. Right. I think he got fifth. Oh, wow. What was he using? Incineroar, man. Really? Yeah. Huh. Sky J's from Mexico, too. And like, uh, so he plays with like uh, MKLeo and... Uh, Spargo, like some of the two of the best players in the world. And um, yeah, dude, he got like fifth amongst the best players in the world. Yeah, it was crazy. Shout out to Sky J. Love that guy. He's funny as hell. Introducing Nintendo Score 64 and win at Taco Bell. Just peel the coin off the lid. Score 64, and you could win an N64 system, cash, or millions of other great prizes. And who knows who'll win the Porsche Boxster? It's Score 64 and win. Only at Taco Bell. But staying on top here with the uh, supernatural and devil and all that shit, uh, KFC is the devil's <laughs> choice. <laughs> I fucking love this transition. What was that? I don't know, but like I said, uh, KFC is a devil's choice of fried chicken. <laughs> no, seriously. 
you can get your Diablo 4 beta codes with a purchase of a KFC Double Down. So double down on slaying Succubi and heart attacks. <laughs> did you write, right there? Did you write this? <laughs> yeah. It's so cheesy. I love it. Have you met me? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I know that some people are upset over this promotion while others are taking advantage, you know, because it's early beta access. Like, who wouldn't want to have it <laughs> take advantage of that? But I guess some people are just mad that they have to go to KFC to buy a double down or any other item to get oh this beta code. Oh, my God. That's some beta activity. Gotta love it. <laughs> You're right there. Do you, do you oh, need a minute? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm living for this, man. I love this podcast so much. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, but with this being the latest and strange video game fast food promotion, I would say we should take a look back at some other strange promotions. Dude, I love like video game tie-ins for fast food chains because like, who decided that like Taco Bell now gets to w- rule the gaming sphere? <laughs> but to start us off here, uh, back in 1982, and probably the first fast, fast food video game promotion was for Pac-Man to commemorate the release of Baby Pac-Man. What? Yeah, I never heard of Baby Pac-Man either until I was researching for this. Ooh, I hate uh, it. Which basically had the basic Pac-Man game and a pinball version of it as well, all in one arcade cabinet. I love the time in our lives when they were like, great franchise, pinball it. <laughs> yeah. I had Sonic Spinball for the fucking Sega Game Gear, Game Gear when I was growing up. And that was like one of my first video games. You haven't made as a franchise if you don't have a pinball machine. Bro, get yourself some Pokemon Pinball slaps. <laughs> Pokemon Pinball's awesome. It is good. Uh, but there were a total of five of these machines made, actually. Where? I, I don't know. What is Baby five, Pac-Man? Five Why? actual arcade. Obviously, there's copies of the game released. Wait, but where were the cabinets? It was a fast game, fast food promotion. Where did it tie in? I think the cabinets were just, I don't know where, where they were handed out. But I think the tie-in was for, like I guess, the game was being like publicly released. Like I guess. And I they just put it in five random fast food joints? No, 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 no. There's an actual, like... Baby Pac-Man video game during for like thing like the Famicom or like the okay. NES, some, something like that. I feel didn't even know this existed. Yeah, it's it was very it's very strange. There's very also very little information on this overall besides like there's pictures of like the Baby Pac-Man cabinets and just <laughs> the game. I think the only difference between the game is like there was no power pellets. Huh? I think I was reading. I've, I I haven't I haven't seen any much like gameplay footage of Baby Pac-Man. Is Pac-Man with no Pac-Man stuff? It's Pac-Man without the, like, the power pellets, I think. That's, so, like, you're just eating... I guess, I don't know. Babies can't be doing drugs. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Performance-enhancing baby. Yeah. We don't need that in our lives. We've seen baby geniuses. We know what they're capable of. <laughs> so, that was the very first uh, fast food video game promotion. Another one here is Mario has actually partnered up with numerous fast food franchises. Mario, you have slut. McDonald's, you have Wendy's, Burger King, Taco oh my Bell. God, getting passed around like a joint. Yeah. And for me, the one that sticks out the most is Taco Bell because it was one of the few times that Taco Bell even had a kid's combo meal. And with this promo coming around the time of the height of the Nintendo 64. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, the toys that came with the like the Taco Bell Kids Mia was a DK climbing a tree, a Mario maze. <gasps> I remember that one. Uh, a Mario Kart 64 joystick. I guess like you could like do like a small, quick level like lap thing of oh, like cute. Mario Kart kind of thing. Uh, there was another like scope that was like Star Fox 64 shootout. Interesting. And then I guess for Kid Three and Under, they had like a Yoshi figure like squeezy. Yoshi. Yeah. 
So and and Taco Bell even had a contest called like Score sixty four, where like you would peel the sticker off the top of your drink lid, and if it was a number sixty four, you would win a free Nintendo sixty four system. What if you peeled sixty nine? What did you win that? <laughs> it's before that number was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I remember the Donkey Kong one, and I I didn't even go to Taco Bell growing up or anything like that, because uh, my family's white as hell, despite the fact we're Hispanic. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we never went to Taco Bell or anything like that. But I do distinctly remember seeing a commercial uh, with the Donkey Kong climbing the tree. And I really wanted it. <laughs> and I don't know why I really wanted it. But I love DK. He's just a goof. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's so many other Mario toys. Like, I think for McDonald's, one of the first, like, the first partnership, it had, like, a flipping Goomba. It had... You flipping Goomba. I think it had, like, a Yoshi figure that, like, would, like, you squeeze it and, like, the tongue would come out. And I'm trying to think what other other ones that they had. It's it's very vague. But, you know, obviously, there's been so many Mario toys across, like, McDonald's. Oh, dude, Mario rules the world. He's one of the top time franchises of all time. Yeah, and, like, I think the the second part, the second time they partnered up with McDonald's was after the 2006 movie uh, Super Size Me. So, in order to, like, wash away the... What negative- a great time to partner with McDonald's. Holy yeah, shit. So- the, but, but the buying price was low for them. So, and I guess in order to, like, wash away that negative press that they got from Super Size Me, they had, like, the run with Mario kind of campaign to, like, try <laughs> okay. to get kids to be active. Okay, cool. They got like, Michelle Obama before yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, because, like, at the commercial, you see the kid, like, running through the Mario level. Like, each each time he, he hit an item block, there would be, like, a piece of the meal coming out. Interesting. I don't know if I would trust that food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> much, much like the food you just ate off the table when we got in here earlier. Listen, it was a Scooby snack, and it was okay. <laughs> okay. He's like, I don't think this tastes very good. It doesn't taste very good. It just has a weird aftertaste. <laughs> You're eating fucking table food. Stale table food. Listen, this is not would Scooby do any different? No. You're not a cartoon dog, says you. <laughs> but moving on here to the next partnership. Obviously, Mario had so many freaking toys. Mario. I'm sure he's going to have one coming. I think he, it, does he still have one with McDonald's now? I wouldn't be surprised. Out. I so, don't watch TV anymore, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the next one here is Sonic teamed up with McDonald's Jack in the and Jack in the Box, I think. And maybe even Subway, I want to say, for the movie. Fucking what? Oh, uh, that doesn't surprise me then for, for the movie. Yeah, uh, but McDonald's even had a sweepstakes for their contestants to be able to win a copy of Sonic 3 and Hell Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do remember the toys for this one with this Happy Meals because I did have the Knuckles in the cloud that like whenever you would roll it, he, Knuckles would be spinning around. Oh, I do vaguely recall that, yeah. And then I guess there was another one which was like a TV set that had like the Sega Genesis system hooked up to it. And if you would roll it, it would like switch between pictures of Sonic and Robotic. That I remember. Yeah. I like that one. That was cool. If I could find that now on eBay, I'll buy it. Yeah. Sure. And I think the other most famous like McDonald's toys was those mini LCD games from McDonald's. And I think I had the Shadow like Grind Run and then the Sonic, Sonic the, the Knuckles Soccer one. You would have the Soccer one. Um, yeah. I remember those. A little kind of like Game & Watch style games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. So those are really popular. That I think McDonald's even tried to do a second run of that, but the second run wasn't as popular as the first. You know, lightning in a bottle. It's hard to say. Um, it's also a crime to me that Sonic has never had a promotion with Sonic. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, what the hell? They, I literally thought they would, like, be hand in hand the entire time. Be like, hey, we got you. Literally, one of their biggest selling items is a blue slushy. Like I guess maybe maybe there's just not enough Sonic locations anywhere for them to capitalize on that. Could that it, be it? Uh, Jack and how many Jack in the boxes are there? I mean, in the West Coast, there's a lot. 
I'm sure there's more Sonics outside of Chicago too, and there's at least one here. I mean, there's one here. I've, I've only there used ever, to be more. I've only ever been to one. I've only ever been to that one once. To be so. fair, I've only ever been to one on like Mannheim Road, and I got food poisoning when I went. <laughs> so you know, maybe that's why they're staying away. But also, like, I could go for like dollar corn dogs any day of the week. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe for Sonic Adventure. Sonic. I was playing Sonic Adventure three. That's just me wishful thinking. Bring it. Bring it, please, <laughs> please, second. <laughs> Don't uh, don't drop the ball after Sonic Frontiers. But for Sonic you need another head, banger. But for Sonic the Hedgehog three movie, maybe they'll do a partnership. Hell yeah, edgy ass shadow up in there. Maybe do what wait. black and blue slushies. I don't know. Maria has <laughs> some great voice acting. Yeah, it's also funny because in the end, I think a funny tidbit is like at the end of Sonic Adventure two where he says Sayonara, Shadow. <laughs> that's that's for why? A, why did he do it? <laughs> because that's a voice clip from the Japanese voice actor of Sonic. They just left <laughs> they it in just there. Ran out of dialogue, and they're like, "Oh crap, we've got him to record well, the last I think, line." I think I heard that they forgot to cut it out, and then once they like, there was like too late. They're just like, <laughs> "Roll with it." Sonic is the stupidest franchise ever, and I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> but for the last promotion here is and probably one of the biggest and one that definitely oh dude it's the biggest thing in the world yeah and like was pretty pretty manic is pokemon which was a crazy successful partnership for burger king back in the day dude how did bk score that i don't know are you kidding me it could have been like pokemon was like still kind of up and coming like it didn't i don't know maybe that's true that was like mid mid late 90s or that or maybe that was back when burger king was king so there was a brief period where bk was on top yeah that's true so I just I do remember though I had the giant poster of all the toys that you could have gotten from a uh, yeah, BK Kids meal. I had it framed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it framed. I just had the poster like taped on my wall, and then I would like with the sharpie I would like cross off the ones that I had already. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's like the way cooler version of like when people would collect the quarters from every state and put them in the little thing. No <laughs> Pokemon toys from Burger King. Yeah, I, I definitely had a lot. I remember I had like the Seedra like water squirting one. I, I had that. um. What was it? I think I had I had a bunch of the keychains. I had a Hitmonlee keychain. I had the Nidorino keychain. Oh, uh, I forgot which other ones there were. I think I also had like a Diglett spinning top, and there was another spinning top. <gasps> oh, I, I had one Slowpoke, of the spinning tops. or was it Drowsy? I don't know which one it was. It was I, I remember it was, it was yellow. I think. Wait, what? Slowpoke is pink. No, Slowpoke is pink, but I, I it was a it was Electabuzz or Drowsy. I said. Oh, might have been Electabuzz. I don't remember which one it was. I just remember it was yellow. They were all cool. I remember the spin top was like a nipple. It was very <laughs> interesting. It was weird the way they decided to do it. Yeah, the keychains were all really cool. I really liked the keychains a lot. Yeah, dude, uh, Pokemon merch is, is always yeah. There was just cool. so much. The one I had never seen anyone ever have though was like the talking Pikachu blush. Yeah, they, like that was I. I don't know. If, I think that was like a very limited release. Maybe especially because there's there's five different Pikachu's and each five had like a different phrase. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy. That's a lot. Ryan but, Reynolds, you got your work cut out for you, dude. <laughs> but this is so massively successful, and like there was so much that Burger King even had like trade nights where like when kids would come in and like trade their doubles basically with other kids oh, that, that didn't have, so they could so try to complete dope. like their collection basically. That sounds so cool, man. I miss that like era where like companies would put on cool shit. Like, now there's, like, a grassroots scene for all of that type of stuff and, like, local shops or whatever. But, like, when fucking Burger King was like, oh, we're going to host a game trade night or something like that, basically. Like, I don't know. I feel like companies don't care, even though they're, like, based on sponsorships that should care. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, even even now, like, I guess then there was so many different Pokemon merchandise. Because even Burger King, obviously, they had, like, so many other, like, 
successful promotions. Way to go. <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to be that loud. Holy uh, shit. I don't know if you remember, like, the gold-plated, like, Pokemon cards. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, like, they I feel way it. louder now. God damn, I should have adjusted my mic an hour ago. Uh, but I remember they had to recall those because, like, there was lead paint in the Pokeballs. <laughs> God damn it. Us paint lickers had to ruin yeah. it for the rest of y'all. That was also the second time Burger King had to do a recall because with the first release of the Pokemon toys, they had to do a recall because I guess kids were choking on the smally packaged Pokeballs that came with Why the Why are they making everything so edible? I don't know. Fucking eating Pokeballs, licking gold cards. It's that, it, it could also just be like bad parenting. It's like... Why are you letting your ch- child like stick that in their fucking mouth? I, as as but, a parent, sometimes you just cannot avoid that. I don't know. Shit's going in mouths whether you like it or not. I guess so. I just I just don't know. I just, no. But I think they also did like uh, the last promotion that they did before McDonald's took over <laughs> and did their partnership with Pokemon was They're like we got this covered. BK. They did like the power cards for the Pokemon 2000 movie, which. The toys weren't even that cool. Like, it was cool to look at, but like it just wasn't the same effect as like their first two runs with the gold plated cards and then yeah i feel like they got a lot safer and a lot more cost effective maybe because those gold cards were dope yeah but even now i'm thinking like damn it's like there's not that much pokemon merchandise like available to buy like you have like there's one you have the jazz where pokemon battle sets and then you have like the mega blocks building sets but it's not like from before like everyone was trying to make like their own pokemon merchandise kind of thing but that's just me wanting more Pokemon stuff. I think now it's just harder to get a hold of the IP. It could be. I mean, it, at this point, they're like, we can just make our own stuff. So True. Uh, but I guess here is a good time to move on to a drink break. The Transformers will return after these messages. All right, drink break time. What do we got here for us today, B? It's like we didn't even miss a beat. Hey, love that sound. Um, all right, so in honor of C2E2, which is starting tomorrow, which uh, we're all very excited for here, um, Revolution is putting out one of their new line of their hero line uh, called the Infinity Hero IPA. They're all IPAs. I shouldn't even have to say that at this point. Uh, but Infinity Hero, it's made with next-gen hops. Never heard of them before. Uh, but it's juicy citrus characteristics. So I think it's pretty damn tasty. It really is. I mean, like, a little on the plain side, because, like, all of their heroes kind of taste the same at a certain point, but at 7%, it's tasty. Can looks pretty dope, I'm not going to lie to you. This is one of the cooler-looking heroes I've seen in a while. It does look really cool. I think this one is a little bit more sweeter than their other heroes. I could see that. I could see that for sure. It's that next-gen hops. Next-gen, baby. Yeah, sweet, juicy, citrusy. That's probably what it is. It's sweet and juicy. It's like a... It's like the little cousin of the juice. juice yeah, reports. exactly. Yeah, definitely for sure. That that man, that is just the creme de la creme of like the beers we've had so far. That juice force is unmatched. It really is. Which means we got to branch out further to find something else to compete with it. True. We're gonna uh, we're gonna mix it up. I have already have a couple ideas for the next coming weeks. Uh, but we'll get some tasty stuff in here. Not to mention, if things go well, we might have a, a partner in a future event of ours. So we'll see how that goes. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna text the guy back tonight. We'll see how it is. All right. Sounds great. But aside for that, Infinity Hero? Yeah, Infinity really good. Hero, 7%, juicy citrus character. Uh, I also noticed as I was reading the can here, they uh, might might be mis- me misinterpreting this, but I think they're throwing a little bit of a jab at Goose Island because they say they proudly brewed only in Chicago. Damn straight. Yeah, because Goose Island used to be like the Chicago beer, but now like they sold out and they're kind of they're brewed out of New York as well and everything like that. Sellouts. So 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's the point of starting business, to sell it and make it bigger. I don't know, but, I feel uh, like Revolution's doing it right. No, Revolution's really holding it down. Honestly, like, they put out, I would almost say, too much stuff, but I've also never been disappointed by anything they put out. So, fair enough. I'm not mad. Uh, uh, if anyone from Rev is listening, bring back Chicago Smoke. That beer was insane. It tasted like bacon. I don't think I've ever had that one. It was wild. I I got it. I got it at the uh, at the brew pub one time back in the back in the day when I was on a fucking weird date. And um, yeah, no, Chicago smoke tastes like bacon. It's awesome. All right. But yeah, I think this is a definitely like nine out of ten beer for me. Pretty sweet, not too bitter, good flavorful. Easy seven percent. Easy, easy, powerful gets the job done, and it uh, looks cool. Don't you want to drink something that looks cool? Yeah, I do actually. Damn all, straight, all you the time. Do. Damn straight you do. But moving on here to some of the last bit of news is... We now return to the Transformers. Keeping in with the fast food here, uh, the only thing (laughs) better than Burger King is a good burger. Keenan and Kel return for Good Burger 2, which has been officially greenlit at Paramount+. Plus. Not much info currently since it was just barely announced. But that won't stop us here from speculating on what the sequel could be about. So does Mondo Burger return for a vengeance? I mean, where do they go? <laughs> where do they go with this story? It could be anything at this point. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like I, I was thinking about it all week since we recorded last episode. And I was like, was I a little too negative on, like, Good Burger? Oh, I, think, yeah. I think I probably was for sure. But coming back to it again, like... Who was who was hoping for this? Who was wishing for Good Burger Two to come out? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they they have to have something like good cooked up. <laughs> that that that's what breaks you. <laughs> that, that's what breaks you. Good. Uh, this oh, is funny. God, I love you, buddy. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. This just kind of feels like. You know, Kel hasn't done anything in a while, and I wouldn't say anything because he he's been on some Lincoln Lodian shows. Yeah, right, good for him. Mazel Tov, staying staying true to the brand. And then I think uh, Keenan just got tired of being on SNL. <laughs> yeah, Keenan got tired of being the longest running person on the show. He's been there for like twenty years. Are you kidding me? So I feel yeah, it, I'm sure they have something like good to like come up here. Maybe like Mondo Burger does return, or maybe Good Burger, the restaurant. I forgot what the name of the restaurant was. Maybe it becomes too big and successful, or who who knows? You forgot the name of Good Burger. I don't think the, I don't think the name of the restaurant was Good Burger. Was it Good Burger? Welcome to Good Burger. Can like can I take your order? I thought, but I thought Welcome mo- to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take yeah, your order? Yeah, but I thought in the movie they had a different name. That was Good Burger. Was it? Man. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? I'm tweaking then. You are tweaking, buddy. It's the beer. It's it's this delicious Infinity Hero by Revolution Brewery. I'm going through infinite loops. <laughs> He's doing this podcast everything, uh, everywhere all the time. Yeah. Damn, I butchered that. God dang it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's the thing you're doing. So I guess yeah, Good Burger. I, I, I burned him, guys. That was a big brain fart. So yeah, Good Burger. Uh, maybe it becomes too big and successful. Uh, it could also be maybe they're falling on hard times again. I really don't know. I'm curious. I re- I really want to see what the story's gonna be about because it's just like, man, where do you go? That's what this? I'm saying. Like, uh, if they could do anything with it. It could be great. But also, like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of other things out there that could be made instead of this. But fuck it. Know. They won the pitch, so they're getting it. 
Yeah, and if you haven't watched the original movie or skit from all from all that, um, all that bring that shit back, baby. <laughs> they did. Wait, really? Yeah, there's new all that. Yeah, I don't know if it's still going, but they had it back for a while. Oh man, something about child labor laws. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they even brought back some like uh, old cast members for some episodes, but yeah, it, that it, feels it, weird. It was it was it was back for a while. Oh man, hopefully uh, Amanda Bynes wasn't. But if you haven't seen any of the original skit or the movie, then you're definitely too young to be listening to this podcast. But we no, we're you. reaching all the younger <laughs> audiences. The kids love us. We're down with the cool kids, Kev. But all that and Good Burger was basically soul food for us 90s kids. Oh, my God. All that was the best thing. It was SNL for kids. It was the greatest. Yeah. And like while the skits are just episodic and improv, the movie uh, gives the origin story on how Keenan and Kel, who are Dexter and Ed in this movie, uh, meet and work together at Good Burger together. Wow, it was right there the whole time. That was a massive brain fart. My guy. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> Uh, which is a small local local burger shack on the verge of being run out of business from the corporate Mondo Burger, but then they come up with Ed's secret sauce that kind of like saves the restaurant for a bit. So it kind of became kind of like Krabby Patty secret formula versus the Chum Bucket. You ever had Ed's secret sauce before? <laughs> Why am I stuck in this accent today? God damn! Oh, it's one know, of them days, folks. It was it was definitely a really crazy movie and like very much not serious because they took this burger chain restaurant. And made it to look like it was like the hot spot to be with like nightclub vibes and like they had like <laughs> oh, some ce- yeah. Mondo Burger was wild. They had like <laughs> celebrities pulling up for like the grand opening and all this other shit. And I'm just like, there is no way in hell this actually happens in real life. Uh, it reminds me of like dodgeball, like average Joe's versus like Globo Gym. I mean, that's for real. That's for real. Haven't you seen ESPN eight the Ocho? <laughs> ESPN eight the Ocho. Have you ever seen uh juggling dodgeball? That shit's amazing juggling dodgeball what? okay so each team has a juggler in the back of the room and every team has to either get everybody else on the other team out or make the juggler drop all of his pins before like to determine the winner so you can either play straight up dodgeball or you can just aim for the juggler and get him to drop all of his pins it's very chess boxing you can either be good at chess or good at boxing or okay at both all right interesting interesting <clears throat> yeah man I don't know what's going to happen with the Good Burger if we got to wait and see what other new info comes out or what what's it going to be about. I'm just I'm kind of happy that it's coming cuz I don't know. I feel like I need stuff to watch on Paramount Plus. Yeah, honestly, it's uh it's almost not worth the uh, investment sometimes I feel and I don't even pay for it cuz you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start charging. <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't blame you. Then I'm going to start charging your brother for my verb. <laughs> Uh, but I guess the uh, last uh, topic we have here is C2E2 is tomorrow. Well, yeah, boy! I'm kind of excited to see what they have this year, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that I was hoping that would come back that is not going to be there this year. You know uh, what? I will say this, because we were talking about this kind of before while we were um, driving around, because Kev forgot the keys to the studio today. Um, like, I don't have a game plan this year, and I usually have somewhat of a game plan. And we were talking about how, like, it's kind of a lot of the same old, same old, but there's always at least one thing new every year that I go, oh shit, this is cool. Like, I've never had a bad time at C2E2. Even like my most dis- disappointing year is still the best day of my year. So, no matter what they do, no matter what we get into this year, it's going to be amazing because we're just going to be surrounded by our kind. And I'm cosplaying a little bit more this year than I usually do. Because I usually don't put in much of an effort. <laughs> Granted, they're very low rent cosplays this year. 
Uh, I'm going to work on a big one next year, folks. You'll see that. Follow me on Instagram. Um, but they would have you posted more stuff. Yeah, I thought about that this week. It's like <laughs> leading into the Pokemon show. All I was trying to do is like figure something out and I completely failed on those prints. So now I can work on actual like personal projects, like the things I'm going to print for you. It's about time. I've been waiting months. It's been a little bit of a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, I'm just excited for C2E2. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. I We always run into like, you know, an Exagoras if we're lucky. We run into Margie. We, we, we uh, fucking Baby B if he's going to be around. Like, you know, we, we got our C2E2 crew and it's always fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first wrote this, I, I was hoping that Bandai Collectibles would be there. But now I know that they're not going to be there. So my savings definitely went up. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, 50%. Uh, uh, hey, but aside from that, can... I don't know. Like, I'm sure I'll find something I want to buy. It's not, I'm just like, I guess I want something more. Like, like if you want to grow as a con, like you need, you need to bring in some big hitters, not just guest wise, but like vendor wise and like yeah. some other stuff. And that's the thing is like, they're big guests this year. Like fucking Chris Evans, like the, like. Yeah, they got Chris Evans. They got the cast of Avatar re- reuniting, which is going to be amazing, which yeah. perfect time for uh, Mae Whitman to be there. Cause they just announced the Scott program anime, which oh, we're yeah. going to talk about more next week. Um, but this is a little teaser folks. Um, but oh god, I love me Whitman. She's so fucking awesome. Um, yeah, the guests are big, huge. I mean, fuck, we were almost front row for Stan Lee one year. Oh yeah, I think you pretended to be press, yeah, because you had <laughs> your camera with you, so we snuck up to the front row until somebody started to check badges, and we were like, oh, let's bail, let's bail, let's bail. But we were front row for Stan Lee. For, oh yeah, like like a few years ago. Um, wow, that was probably his last con appearance then. No, well, he's been in he's, Chicago. In Chicago. No, he's 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 come back a few, a few times. Man, how long ago was that then? I don't remember because he's been gone a couple of years, man. Yeah, but I know. Regardless, he's man, like they have big cast members and big draws, but just like the everyday stuff. Yeah, like, I just, I just like want more the, merchandise. The and side more panels. panels, the oh panels. I'm dying for a good panel. You know, guys, blow us up. Get us to be a big name that we can put on a panel. Keddy and I will put on a great panel. I don't know what it's going to be. We'll workshop it. But by next C2E2, I can guarantee me and Keddy will have a good enough panel to put on for people. Yeah. So excited to see what C2E2 brings. Uh, but here we're going to move on to our final segment. And... <gasps> Probably one of our favorite segments, and that is question time. Yes, I love the questions. It's my favorite part. We need uh, more fun segments, by the way. <laughs> I was thinking about that. We need some more fun segments. It'll, I, it'll come with due time. There we go. We'll get there, folks. We're only 26 episodes uh, in. But if you, shit, we're only 26 episodes in. Yeah, but if you want your question featured in the podcast, uh, respond to our prompt on our Instagram page at Divergent64 and send us your questions, and you'll be featured. Or, you know, just shoot us a message. Or when we have video, just comment with question and you'll be featured in the next episode or if you know us in real life text us yeah that works too uh to start us off here uh with diego appreciate you diego my guy sending us a question here with okay hear me out a god of war game but with dragon ball z it's over nine thousand. hell yeah that could definitely work i already have i, I think we when we originally recorded this i said it could be Piccolo with Kid Gohan, and it's during the training arc of right before when Vegeta and Nappa arrive. Well, dude, you could do any of it. I mean, think um, like Assassin's Creed. 
Like, you can play any one of those assassins and kind of go into any one of the memories. It's the same thing. You can go into any storyline and play through. Because they have the, the Kakarot game out. Yeah. And it's similar, but the gameplay is not the same. No, obviously. but I think I think what he means here is, like, the God of War, like, structure and... Exactly. Like, but but you can do that, but, like, different levels are different characters. At ah. some point. Like, you spend, like, the Saiyan saga with Goku. But then there's a brief period where Goku's dead and not doing anything. See, I don't know. I think I so think it will work better with... if you stand with one character. Because, like, it, it contains And you think it, Piccolo and... and Gohan is the characters? Too? I would think so, yeah. You're just going father and son. I mean, I think it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's I think it's time that Goku and Vegeta can take a backseat on the Dragon Ball game, and we can get someone else. Hey, you want to talk about doing a backseat then? King Vegeta. I would say do an entire Saiyan storyline in the God of War storyline, and the ultimate boss at the very end is Frieza. Guess what? You die. But for the sake of the story, eh, I would say I would I would take Bardock over King Vegeta. Oh, I would take Bardock over anything. Bardock is my favorite Dragon Ball character. I fucking love Bardock. Because for me, King Vegeta just, I don't know, there's nothing really that wows me besides just Vegeta that's taller with a goatee. Yeah, exactly. That's where you flesh out the story. You make <laughs> I, it interesting. Maybe. Give me, story to the story list, man. For me, Bardock is just more interesting. I would definitely... Bardock's way cooler, but they've done his story. And his story is very... They've done his story, He probably. does a couple of things. I feel like they can do more with the video game, though. I think it'd be good. I think it's a I think it's a good concept. It it can definitely work. Dude, yeah, no, as a game that would be badass. I would buy that in a heartbeat. I would pre-order that. Yeah. One hundred percent. Thank you for the question, Diego. One hundred percent God of War, Dragon Ball Z. God of Dragons. <laughs> uh next up here we have Pablo asking, What do you love hate about spring? What do I love hate about spring? All the rain is both. I love and I hate it. That's it. And the weather is love-hate, too. Like, like temperature-wise, it's like it's starting to get into that territory where it's like jacket in the morning, but like light sweatshirt at the like towards the evening. So like if you're going out for like a day, you gotta like really plan that fit out. I don't know. See, I like that. I like that it's a little bit brisk in the morning and then like really hot in the in the evening because I'm just like, yeah. No, because then I got to play in, like, two whole outfits. Like, if I'm going to work and then, like, going out after work or something like that, like, I need a whole wardrobe change in between. Like, my trunk is just full of, like, secondary outfits at a certain point. It's... I don't know. It's a that's, disaster. I think I, that's what I enjoy the most. I was like, the days are longer. Um, days are longer definitely helps. Definitely yeah. helps with the depression when I get home and there's actual uh, sunlight out. I hate, the, I hate the, like, the pollen and allergies. I also hate, like, I sometimes do get sick because of the fluctuation in, like, temperatures. I say I never get that, so, like, I'm not too worried about that, but I could definitely see that being an issue for people. So, it kind of does suck. But overall, I think spring is definitely one of my one of my favorite seasons, especially when it starts to getting warmer and, like, more, like, grilling area. Oh, dude, spring and fall, absolutely all day long because they're jacket weather. Because everyone looks cool in a good jacket, man. It's like a light, just a light jacket, like a sweet bomber, like my favorite jacket, like my maroon bomber. Ooh, shit, love that thing. And I get to wear it all the time for Think all time of updated that bomber. three weeks. I should get a new bomber. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we have hey, here. Hey, maybe this week at uh, C2E2, I'll get something from Valeza and I'll find won't be there. you. Oh, no, what? Yeah, they won't be there. Fudge! Whatever. There'll be new cool merch. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the question, Pablo. Uh, last one we have here is from Kayla asking, what's the most terrifying creature slash monster you've seen in a video game? 
<laughs> um. Oh, that's a great question. Wait, what was my answer last week when we actually recorded this the first time? I had I had an immediate answer last time, and now I'm blanking on it. Oh, you said the time. flood from Halo. Oh, the flood from Halo. Absolutely, because they appeared in Halo Two, not Halo One, right? Or were they in Halo One? I think they appeared in Halo One towards the end. They were in Halo One towards the end. All right, cool. Yeah, no, the flood is horrible. Um, especially like the little crawlers where there's like a billion of them and like they did just swarm you and everything like that, but they come in so many different forms and they also like at the end, they grant gra- like grab onto one of the generals and like take over his body and like zombify him. And he becomes like a human husk and sacrifices himself. The flood is horrifying. Great memory, Kitty. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate the flood. The other option I was going to have is, uh, the moon from Majora's mask. Oh, that one's creepy as shit. <laughs> Although now I'm thinking about it, it reminds me of the Soul Eater moon. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Kind of got that same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, um, anything from Dead Space, basically. Oh, I mean, that, that was designed to terrify <laughs> people, man. Yeah, back in uh, back when I was at UIC with my dorm mates, uh, we would play Dead Space, uh, basically with the lights off. The only, the only light source you had was the TV. <laughs> That's awesome. And basically, we would play up until you screamed. Once you scream, that got like <laughs> scared or something. You get next person up. That's such a fun idea. That's a really fun so, game to play. So it's it's, it's it's it. It was funny because it's not even just like you know like it's not even like you being scared is what makes you pass out. You can just scream and like oh shit and be like nope. You gotta give it like fuck. You gotta you gotta stay poised and silent as long as you can. But like, wait, are you playing like interference so like people behind you can also like scare you? No, 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 no. It has to be the game. It has to be the game. That'd be really funny though if you played like interference with like people just like trying to pop out at you and stuff. Yeah, no. See, that, that for me, that just makes it less fun because like you got to let the game scare you. It really violates the spirit of the game. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> but it, it's just crazy because I think one of the levels it's like, I don't know, like you're you're, you're fighting in... So- I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I played Dead Space. But I think you're fighting inside the monster and just like so much like sludge or something is falling down. You're in the monster? Can you tell I've never played this game? And then like you're like you're like shooting. I, I don't know what it is. Like either it's stomach or something like that. But like some creatures are popping out of nowhere. It's just like, ah! It's like you're trying to fight that. trying to beat the boss. It's just like so much shit is going on. And you're just like... It's like, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? And it's just, it was a very intense moment. I love good intense gaming moments. So it was really fun. I would say Dead Space. Obviously, I think another thing that scared me was back in GameCube days. Actually, this reminded me because Resident Evil Four remake is out. Is when you're with yeah, the, is when Resident with you with Leon and you're walking. I don't remember if you're walking outside like in the v- grass area or something, but then like underneath the ground beneath you collapses and you see this fucking giant ass monster just coming at you and you just gotta run for and you're your just like life. oh I gotta deal with this. Yeah, those are always great moments of like, oh crap, this is what I'm doing now. So that, and I think my last pick is back from '64. Uh, the video game was called Creatures. Hmm. Super scary game. I'm not familiar. <laughs> even even the commercials were were kind of like creepy. But basically, the game is old school marketing. Uh, you would like pick your character, and like they would go down this tunnel, and like you wouldn't even like it would just be like screams, and as soon like the game was pretty dark. And, like, a bunch of times, like, these monsters just, like, leap out at alleyways or anywhere. And I would just be like, oh, shit. And, like, me as a kid, I could never get past the first level because I was just too terrified. I was just like, nope, 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 can't do it, can't do it. 
<laughs> it's so funny to me that you were able to play Dead Space, but you couldn't get through X-Files because the theme song was too scary for you. Yeah, see, that was when I was a kid. Now that I'm older, it's a lot different. <laughs> to be fair, when I was a kid, I couldn't play um, Rayman 64 because I was too scared because the first level was too dark. <laughs> So I am also not good at scary games or movies or anything like that, because uh, I have too much anxiety to play them. But yeah, that's what I have here for scary creatures here in video games. Um, if you have any, please let us know your suggestions, and appreciate the question, Kayla. Thank you very much, Kaimani. Yeah, but as always, you know where to find us over at Divergent64, and myself at GeekNight90 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. I'm uh, BumblingB1 on Twitter and BumblingB underscore on Instagram. I will start posting my cosplay journey on that. But as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. And remember to have yourselves a damned good one. Later, losers. Shaman, shaman, yeah.